Alright guys, welcome to another uh, rapid reaction edition of the Chivas del Norte podcast. We just watched the, the first leg of the Clausura 2017 Liga MX Final, Chivas and Tigres. It ended in a 2-2 draw. I got Flo on the call with me tonight and I got Rigo on the call with me. Guys, uh, initial reactions off that off that game? Yeah. Um, so... My feelings right now are, you know, it's a, it's a lot of different emotions. It's a little frustrated, a little disappointed. Um, but at the same time, I still feel like we're in a good spot coming out of the coming out of the game with the 2-2 draw. And, you know, winner takes all at our house on Sunday. I, just have, I have to think we're still in a good spot. Um, but definitely the way that we gave up that lead, um, you can't help but feel disappointed. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, agree with Flo. Like it's just a little, little demoralizing uh, for the team. For I mean, for me as a fan, for the team, I would imagine as well uh, to be in the lead for 85 minutes, and all of a sudden now you're now you have a draw, um, which like if any if any if any Americanista fan. Any anybody that's gonna talk shit to me is gonna ask me, you know, what happened or you know what 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 happened to Chivas. I'm gonna be like, listen, two two away is a great result. Like that's how I'm gonna put the front up to them. But inside, I'm like, damn, we should have won that game. Like, we, that game was ours. Um, I probably haven't, I probably have not felt something that demoralizing since we went up one zero on Netherlands, and. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's, but that's what it's it felt like. I mean, we didn't lose the game, luckily, this time. But that's what it felt like. Like, we well, just suck. trying to make me cry. I thought you were going to bring up the shit that settled. No, that one, that one, that one wasn't, we were never in that one. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, if we, if we go back to, to Sunday night, you know, we were all like, hey, if we get a draw... We'll take it, just run home and play at home. But I think, but of course, you know, we didn't see us being up 2-0 with, what, 10 minutes to go? 5 minutes to go? And then to throw away a 2-0 lead like that, it, I don't know, it just feels like a loss to me. Yeah, it feels like a loss to me too. I guess it's, you know, I'm never, I'm never the, the positive upbeat one anyways. Um... So it it just feels like a loss. Like it's like how could this have happened? I mean, it felt surreal to be honest. Like the first half felt surreal. Yeah. For us to be, for us to be up two zero, going into the half, and we 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 I mean, Matias Almeida had a great game plan in that first half. They 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 didn't allow anybody on that Tigres team to do anything. Nope. That uh the triangle of uh Pineda, Michael Perez, and uh. Gaita Vasquez worked perfectly. They were they held down um, Pizarro for Tigres. They Duenas was invisible. Um, Aquino was held down by the by Chapo Sanchez man marking him. He he yeah. got he got like erased from the game. Yeah, that, everything that's... that needed to go right for Chivas went right. Yeah, and that's then what that happened. <laughs> It, it, it felt like, like you know, I mean, I think that was the game plan. The game, the game plan for Almeida was, you know what, we're going to man-mark them. You're going to follow these guys around. You're not going to let them do anything. 
and it was working. Um, and um, I think it was once they started making substitutions, we started making substitutions. I think that's when Almeida's game plan, along with fatigue, kind of fell apart for, for Chivas. You saw guys kind of like, you know, give up on runs, uh, struggling to get back. The goal, right before they score their set, their first goal, there's a play where Pulido gets the ball like at the top of the on the right, the top of the box in the right corner, and he shoots it, and Nahuel Guzman has trouble like handling it. Yeah, and it bounces in front of him, and Pizarro's like at the top of the box. And Open. normally he yeah. would normally he would have made that run, but he was too tired, and he just he just didn't he just didn't he didn't make the run. Uh, I can't sit here and blame him. Obviously, the guy's been you know playing lights out since he came back from injury, but you could tell that it caught up to the team. Yeah, and that fatigue shows, I think, and the fact that one of the substitutions that caused us the most trouble was Jurgen Dam coming in with that pace, that speed. He's coming into the game against the entire Chivas game. I mean, entire entire Chivas team, and immediately you see the effect. And that's when we start to get a little disorganized. We start to panic a little bit. He gets behind the defense, you know, two or three times within about a five or six minute span. And and that's when it all went downhill for us. Yeah, I didn't – I don't know. I didn't understand the um, the substitution of taking out Nestor Calderon. Who did he take him out for? He takes him out for Fierro? Yeah, I didn't see yeah. why Fierro had to be in the game. I didn't, I, see I didn't think I didn't it, was, either. it was time for him because, yeah, they were going to try to counter, but Fierro is not really – I'll know. tell you what I would have. I'll tell you what I, what I mean. What I would have done with, with in putting in Fierro, I would have dropped him in for, for Aris. That's who I would have dropped him in for. Not because he's going to create damage, but because he's going to keep up with speed with with Jurgen Dam. Yeah, but then you're asking, you're asking Fierro to, to make a, make a tackle. Right, but I mean, <laughs> if, if, if if he's if he's running with him in stride, it's going to be. So a they lot just better cancel than, each other out. <laughs> no, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot more. It's gonna be a, a better than somebody who can't keep up with with Jurgen Dam. Well, that you know? I made I made I tried to counter that by putting in Bonse, which I didn't. Com- that's nobody, the one that I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, nobody understood that because apparently he wanted Bonse in there to double team Dam to give Aris Hernandez the help, and I don't know what why because. This guy just—I don't know. Bones is not shouldn't be playing in the final. That that substitution to me was just crazy. Pineda comes out, the whole, the whole, the then theater's midfield starts clicking, and the two two old lead is gone. Yeah, I mean, Orbelin was such a big part of our success in that first half, and you know, early second half, he was man marking. Pizarro, he was there in the middle of the field. He was doing a great job of dropping back, um, you know, and man marking. And Bolillo, too, was doing a great job of dropping back. His work rate was awesome in this game once again. Um, 
And when you took out Orbelin, I think everybody was a little a little confused, um, and especially bringing in Ponce for for Orbelin. It was it was very confusing. Yeah, Orbelin had a, a like he had a great game. Not like he didn't have any flashy runs or shots and stuff, but it's like the stuff that he did off the ball. It's like the same thing they were criticizing Bolivar for, like before the game that he doesn't score goals, but you don't see, you know, they don't give him credit for everything he does off the ball. I think today, tonight, Pineda had that kind of game, where he he neutralized the digger of his midfield, but he didn't do much with the ball. But he was still like a big part of the plan. And he, he's not going to get the credit for it tonight. No, yeah, I think, um, yeah, offensively, I don't think uh, Pineda had the game he would have liked. I felt like he was a little off, almost like he was nervous. His, his first touch yeah. sometimes wasn't that good. I mean, the same can be said for Pizarro and, and even Pulido. Their first touch sometimes wasn't didn't seem that great. Um but defensively and just what they were doing uh, to disrupt um, Diggis's game, I thought they were they were perfect. Um, so yeah, I, I I didn't understand that substitution. I didn't understand Fierro coming in because um, he wasn't he wasn't he, they weren't even attacking at that point, and he wasn't going to provide you with more possession. Or I mean, I guess he was trying to get like a little flash in the pan. Like a run or something here or there, um, and it just Fierro wasn't it. Um, I don't think, I think I he had one like, run the the whole game. I feel like he didn't. No, nah, there was one where there was one where he was running. I don't. I'm not sure with who he was running side by side with. Oh, with uh, Aquino. And was it Aquino? And Aquino yeah, beat him to the ball. Yeah, he chased him down. Yeah. Yeah, he chased yeah. him down. Took it from him. Yeah, like that was like okay. What's the point of you coming in if you, that's going to happen? Mind you, Aquino's like played, tried going at Chapo the whole first half, second half, and then you're gonna let him catch up to you. It's not a good look. I mean, it it also goes to show how deep that Theodis team is. That you know, you put it, they put in a fresh guy. He's even faster than the guy that was in there. Yeah. Um. And that you know, it goes back to the Chivas. Um. You know injuries where we don't we don't have that. I mean, could you imagine a, a Conejito Brizuela coming in late in the game or a Carlos Cisnero um, coming in late in the game? Um, it would have it would have changed everything. Um, I I thought that last substitution of, of was it Martinez. Yeah. I just I didn't understand that either. Like what 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 I, I don't I didn't understand what he was trying to accomplish. Well, he subbed him off because Adi's got he subbed him on because Adi's got hurt. But I don't. So by that time he he had already put Ponce in, right? Yeah, yeah. So Ponce came figured, in first. I guess he figured Ponce's gonna move in that left at left back, and then you leave uh, Martinez up up front. Um. Yeah, it just it it. None of the subs uh, where where. Tactically, Almeida had a better game plan for 70 minutes. His game plan fell apart when he brought his subs in, and Tuca beat him with, with because of subs. I mean, he didn't beat him because he won the game, but, I mean, he beat them. He was able to get pull the result back uh, to where it wasn't so bad for them. Yeah. 
but I don't know. Still, I mean, let's just recap the the first half. I think Chivas, you know, they did they did what they hadn't done all season. They capitalized on the opportunity that they had. You know, we were used to Chivas creating chances or having shots at goal, but never scoring. And today they had two two chances. Theaters made two mistakes, and they capitalized on both of them. So I mean, going into Sunday, you have to look at that as a positive and got to use that to encourage the players on Sunday night. Uh, definitely, definitely. I think that's that's a plus for the team. The fact that you know we were able to do some damage to them. Um, the problem is, I feel heading into the game. Again, I'm always like the pessimist. Uh, is this game we we play Tigres' normal game, which we we kind of we pressured them on in our half of the field, gave them possession, uh, and took and took advantage of you know of their mistakes and the opportunities we had. And um, towards the end, we were kind of starting to dictate the game a little bit. I think I even had a tweet where it was like. It feels like theaters gave up for the night, which Flo, which Flo told me to delete yeah. seconds later. Uh, because it did. It felt like we were controlling the ball. The ball was on our side of the field. If we if, if we would have been in, in Stadio Chivas, the crowd would have been doing ole because that's how many passes in a row we had. Uh, and then, boom, the first Guignac goal comes. And then, again, we're pushing the ball up. We lose it on their half. And the second uh, goal comes. Granted, both goals were kind of like due to player mistakes, and you know they lost they lost their concentration. Chapo gets beat, which he hadn't gotten beat all night. Uh, and then Ponce and and Alanis just fell asleep on that on that deep ball. Yeah, I mean, and that finish though that you got to give Ginac credit that was. Beautiful finish. Both both finishes were amazing. Like that first finish, I, I didn't even know how he scored that. Because he literally like has to wrap his body around to get the ball in. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even know how he scored that. Um, just a uh, blend. Uh, so like now you go into now you go into into you're going to say um Chivas on Sunday, and Chivas is obligated to go and play their game, which is possession, attack, get into the opponent's half, and then that plays right into Theodosic's strengths, which is um, counterattack. Counterattacking. So what do you do? Like if you're on mail, do you go play your game or do you go and do you sit back? The counter, the you counter have to, attack. You have to play your game. You've been doing it all season. It's, you know, you you change your game plan for one game, you, it could all fall apart. But exactly. they didn't. They didn't necessarily do that in this game, though. I mean, in this game, it seemed for most of the game, Diaz was very uncomfortable because they had the possession of the ball. They were just passing it back and forth. They would go from one wing. Nope, nothing here. Pass it back along to the other wing. Nope, nothing here. Send in a desperation cross that was aimed for nobody. Um, and it just didn't look good. We were, we were doing a great job. 
it's not until late in the second half where we became a little disorganized and we started pushing forward a little bit that it seemed like, okay, now they're going to counterattack. Now they're going to score on us. And even the one of the best chances that they had that they didn't score was on a counterattack where Duenas had the ball. Oh, and, and he, he shoots was, it? Yeah, he, shoots he, it he shoots it. He cur- well, no, he curves it, and it goes right, Hits the right past. Yeah, hit the post. He goes right um, past Scott's hands, mm-hmm. and um, unlucky for Diaz, lucky for us, it hits the post and it comes out. And it's just, I think it just shows that Diaz, they're, they're, they're not comfortable, or at least in this game, they show that they weren't very comfortable with having the, the possession of the ball and having us sit back and defend them. They just seemed like they were lost. They didn't know what to do. But as soon as they were able to start counterattacking, that's when it started clicking for them. I will say, I will say this. I, I, if you notice, it's not like Chivas doesn't try to play their game early on. We do. We, we we try to play the ball from the back, you know, from Cota to the to the to the wings to the defenders and play it out like that. Tigres just wasn't letting us. There was one point early in the game where you look and Chivas is trying to push the ball up, and Tigres literally has a line of four men, like in front of the the the, the semicircle in in half field. That are that are not allowing Chivas to go through, so it's not like Chivas wasn't wasn't trying to play their game. Diaz was, was also pressuring very high, um, so I think I think what I'm, I think I made it was just kind of like you know what well, let's let's give them the ball. Uh, or it probably just went some you know some somewhere along those lines. Yeah, they were they were pressing very high. It seemed like what they were trying to do is force. You know, force Chivas mistake in the midfield. Um, you know, where they're trying to pass it out of the back, which they've been prone to do here in the league out here. Um, they've been giving the ball away, and they were hoping that they could get catch one of those and catch them on a break. And early on, it was it was working. I think Orbelin gave up the ball a couple of times, um, so it was working early early on. And that's I think that's when we were just like, all right, well, let's just have them let them have possession of the ball. And let's let's try to play a counter-attacking style ourselves. You have to think Duca plans for this now, though. You know, if we get if we have the ball, we're we're gonna do something with it this time. Yeah. As opposed to being caught off guard today, where like, oh shit, they're giving us the ball and we don't know what to do with it. I don't think the same game plans. You know, I don't I don't think it would be smart to go into the game with the same exact game plan. I think you you got to come out and get that first goal, because if you're chasing Tigres, then you just open yourself up to the counterattack, unwillingly. I'd rather you willingly do it, and know that you're gonna have to defend their counterattack, as opposed to having to defend it. You know. Um. I just I think I think we're gonna win this. We're gonna win this. This game on Sunday, Almeida has to definitely make better substitutions. I think. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean we could. Uh, we want to keep it short tonight, so I mean, we can transition into Twitter questions after like talking about substitutions. Like we had a question today uh, tonight from uh, at Jackie Towers. 
she said um she said Ponce and uh, Martinez who would have been the better subs she said would a uh, Chofis or Benitez have been the better option and you kind you kind of gotta look at that bench and I don't know who would have been the the better choices um on the bench we had we had Jimenez we had Pereira who I don't think is a hundred percent so I don't think he was an op he was really an option you got, no I felt like Pereira was on the bench just as a moral support yeah you got Ponce you had Benitez you had Chofis you had Fierro and you had Martinez who came on I mean there wasn't really any depth on the bench today besides no. Chofis who's playing who's out of form right now and then Fierro who who the game really didn't suit suit him like we didn't need Fierro tonight. Again, I think, like, if you're going to take out, if you're going to take out Pineda, and you're going to drop Pizarro into his role, the only other person on that bench who can retain possession for you at, at, at any point would probably be Chofis who would be able to retain possession for you up top next to Pulido um, if I'm bringing in Fierro like, like I mentioned earlier I probably would have played him you know played him as a as a as a a left midfielder or a left back to cover up for Adis um not so much where you know he's going to be a great tackler and he's going to take a ball away from Jurgen Dam, but to disrupt him, and, and you know to 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 be there with his speed. Um, but none of those other guys else inspire like the want to have them on the field, especially like with with the way the game was going. Uh, I I would have never taken out Nestor Calderon, who you know we've been we've been we've been podcasting now for a couple of weeks and. He's probably one of the biggest turnarounds uh, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's probably uh, one of our most informed players at the moment. Yeah, like I wouldn't have taken him out. I I, I didn't understand what the point of, of his substitution was uh, at the moment when it happened. Um, I probably would have kept him on because if I mean, if anything, if Adis gets hurt, like you can drop one of these guys back. You can almost. You can you can move you can move Nestor to the middle, drop um, Gallito Gallito back to the into the back line, and and uh, move Alaniso over. Like the uh, like I think Nestor Calderon provides you with a lot more options what you can do on the field than uh, Miguel uh, Ponce or Abasulto or. Uh, uh, Benitez, Martinez. Martinez, has he even played this season? Aside from like a couple of like... I think they said he had like about 30 minutes of playing time this year, this season. Yeah. So not not really, but it was kind of, you know, he had to put somebody out there and I guess he just felt nobody else could help in that position. Just I also felt, lost. I also felt, I mean... Yeah, he he didn't he didn't. Again, nobody nobody on that bench inspires confidence, and that's where that that's that's where they are, a better team than us. They they oh yeah have, they have a lot of depth. 
they have a lot of depth. You like, like I said earlier, you take out one guy, you bring another guy that's faster. Yeah, Ugo Ayala, you know, starting center back expert. What do you do? You put in a Colombian center back that just got called up to the national team. Like <laughs> their depth is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. All right. So I think we answered her question. Let's uh move on. We also got like random comments. Probably uh, we got like a comment from uh, at Raw Junior on the at Raw underscore Junior Fifty. He said, "Uh, Pineda should have never came out." I think we all agree with that. Um, we got and I think he's got been some... taking him out a lot, right? Is it me or he's been yeah. taking him out like every yeah. day? Yeah, yeah, around the seventieth minute. But he usually does it for like a holding mid, not Bonson. not Bonson, which is the weird thing. But I guess Michael Perez was already out there, and he's the only other D mid that instills confidence. I guess. I don't know what you guys think. Mm. You guys still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't think he's knocked. He's like he has a knock, but. Maybe he's, maybe he knows something we don't know, and that's why he keeps subbing him off. Yeah, yeah. he might be injured, and we don't we don't know about it. Mm, hope not, because we need him at a hundred percent on Sunday. I mean, a lot of the questions we got were about the substitutions, and I think we've covered it. You know, at Neto underscore said Miguel Ponce why. We got Cesar at Cesar Alvarez four one five Ponce and Hernandez subbing out question mark question mark question mark. We got at Señor Bautista, not a substitution uh, related question. He said Alan Pulido is the best cam in Liga MX. What striker are we going after, and how on earth did Mexico approve of Frenchies in Mexico with their baguettes? <laughs> <laughs> baguettes. <laughs> I mean, you know, news broke out today that uh, apparently Chicharito's asking price is too much for LAFC and they will no longer uh, pursue him. I think uh, it's time for Vergara to open up that checkbook and bring back the, the prodigal son. I wish they'd leave him there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd rather him like, come like to Chivas than MLS. Was, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, today I was... Uh, remembering Marco Bueno, I'm like, damn, we could really use him right now. Um, we could really use Cubo Torres. Um, not because, you know, they're, oh my God, amazing, but because just the depth. We don't have any depth up top. We don't have any depth anywhere. Nope. Um, so... That's just the, the. It's just what it is. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't want Cheech to come back. I think Cheech is doing his thing out there. He should stay out there. I'll take Vela. <laughs> yes, we know. Vela striker. <laughs> Vela striker. Just let him stay up there. <laughs> All right, we got a. At L underscore Rod, he said, uh, this young Chivas team showed a lot of poise in the first half. Was it a mistake to sub or to lean out? 
I mean, again, we touched on it. He might, he might be here. Might, he might have a knock, and maybe that's why Almeida keeps taking him out. But to us, you know, the team, the midfield fell, fell apart when he came out. Yeah, and I think he makes another good point here. The the young Chivas team, um, the way that they gave up that lead in this game, I think um, the the momentum swings a little bit to Tigres' side a little bit. And I think coming into the next game on Sunday, the, the first 15, 20 minutes are going to be vital to see how we respond um, to make sure that, you know, we come out um, and we, there's no hangover from this game. I think it's going to be important for Almeida um, to get everybody on the same page and everybody motivated um, for, uh, for Sunday. Uh, because with a young team, you just don't know how they're going to react. So I think it's, it's very important those first 15 minutes on Sunday. Yeah, Tigres, Tigres have been here before. They've been in, they've been, like, they showed that they've been in closed games and they don't give up. I mean, I, I thought they were giving up, and clearly they weren't. <laughs> Delete that tweet. Yeah, I did already. <laughs> uh, and then, like, like, yeah, when they scored that first goal, it felt like they were going to score a lot more goals. And I just hope that doesn't carry over the next game either. Like, um, we we can't we can't be you know we can't have this hangover for the next game, and we have to come out and and play the way Tigres played those first fifteen minutes, where we know we're on top of Tigres and we're trying to get that goal. They they have to they have to come out and withstand our barrage for fifteen minutes, like the way we did today, uh, except you know we have to go and execute. Um, but I mean. I was never. I was, I was. I was watching the game with some of my friends, and you know, they were like, one of my friends is a big Chivas fan. Who was like, you know, do you do you do you already like? Can you already smell the championship? Oh. And I'm and I'm like, this is this is at the end of the first half, and I'm like, I'm just not like that. Like I I I, I want to wait till the end, you know, before I get that kind of happy. Um, and I told him I was like, there's still so much. I was like, and this team has so much fire firepower, and they can score on you at will. Um, and then that you know the two zero score is the most deceptive score in soccer, and it's you know and, and you'll hear everybody say it, and it isn't the first time this season that we've been up two zero at halftime, and uh, had the score turned on us. I think it was uh, against Querétaro. Well, it was Querétaro, right? That that, that beat us four two or four three. Uh, that was uh no. I'm no, gonna no, say no. Jaguares. Puebla? Jaguares. Jaguares. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. At La Selva. Yeah. That was we we bad. were up two zero at halftime too. We lost four two, yeah. I mean, and somebody um on my own on like my personal Twitter account, somebody brought up uh, you know, I was like, I tweeted out, you know, we we're up two nil, but Almeida has to make sure you know they keep their their level headed going to the second half because this team could take off at any moment. And then somebody tweeted back to me, they're like, um, yeah, and remember when we ha- when we sucked in second halves, and I was like. Oh my God! I was like, just shut up! Don't don't bring that up. <laughs> and it it happened again. Man, it's just the goal. People are people are blaming Kota for that second goal. No, I, I I honestly don't blame Kota. I mean, like, if he doesn't come out, Gignac gets that ball by himself, and there's nobody around him. He's gonna come out anyways. Um, that to me, that is solely on. 
on Ponce and Alanis, who just they just fell asleep and watched that ball sail. Yeah, you just got to give credit to Ginac. You know, great run and great finish. Just got to bounce back, man. What else we got from Twitter? We got at Bancho R sixty seven. You guys want to? You guys want to call in the uh, Cantina MX podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I heard. I just saw that seven two four seven zero. Yeah, let me call. Yeah. <laughs> call in. <laughs> Straight goat just added me, and he was like, "Call in." So, yeah. I don't know who runs that Twitter. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know who runs that Twitter account. Uh, you, you can tell they're Americanistas hardcore. Yeah. That they're t- I don't even want to talk about them, but that tweet mid midweek I think about uh the Chivas Cantera and like telling people where all the players were from. It's like, dude, like it's all right. Everybody else buys players. We can't like. Like it's just it's just it's just. It's like, why are you mad? Why are you mad? <laughs> like like it's funny to me. Like people are like they want to complain. They they need to find something to complain about Chivas about. Like whether it's you know. We only play with Mexican players. Uh, now we have to purchase. Of course, we have to purchase. And then people are like, "Oh, Chivas spends a lot of money too." Yes, we spend a lot of money because teams know that Chivas can only play with Mexican players, so they overvalue their players. And now we and like that's the only way we're going to get good players is, is we have to pay these inflated prices for these guys that aren't worth that much uh, because people know that we need that you know we need that talent because we only play with Mexican players. And as much as people talk about, oh, you guys, your cantera doesn't do this or whatever, look at the guys that are in Europe. The majority are from Chivas. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know, they just, I don't know, they're just mad. Just trolling, like, trolling. Yeah. Americanista fans, yeah. So, the Cantina podcast wants to square up. We can square <laughs> up. You guys, got a, you guys got a pro club team? Challenge us at the Colorful Kit FC? <laughs> Oh, I'm not TCKFC. Up, TCKFC, if you guys got a pro club, challenge us. It's okay, Rigo. I'm good enough for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do get a lot of possession, though. I'm like I'm like at 60 possession, but I just I don't score goals. I'm like Chivas. <laughs> yeah, that that wraps up. For the most part, that wraps up uh, the Twitter Twitter questions. Um, just a couple comments, but I think we touched on everything. Yeah, um, the hard part. Well, not even the hard part, because I don't think any of us are going to say we're going to lose, but predictions on Sunday. Wait, Rigo, you're going to the game, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, so I fly out tomorrow. So oh, win or lose, I will not be on the Rapid Reaction podcast. Right. Um, I might be getting drunk, win or lose, more than likely. Yeah. Uh, crying. Cry- I think I'd probably be crying either way, uh, win or lose. Um, but... I feel like we're gonna win. I I just if this it feels like this season feels different. Um, it, it's it's felt different all along. Even I mean for the, the simple fact that we our game fell off so much during the second half of the season, and yet we still finished in third place because everybody else's game fell off, not just ours. Except Tigres, their game came on. They're the ones that turned it on. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, although this, this, the ending to this game was very demoralizing, 
uh, it's still a, a really big result in our favor. We did what nobody had been able to do in a while, which was go into El Volcan and score goals. And for 85 minutes, we, you know, we, we, we were winning that game. Um, so I'm going to say we win. I'm going to say we win three, two. Wow. Cause I don't three, see, two. I don't okay. think it is only scoring one goal, Yeah. but I don't see us losing the game. All right. Three, two from Rigo. Hello. What do you got? Um, I almost want to say it goes to penalties, but I don't. I don't want my heart to go through that. I want. I want to be alive for the rapid reaction podcast. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say Chivas wins it two to one. Two one flow. All right. And uh, I don't want it to happen, but yeah, I think it goes two two, and it goes to penalties. And then I die on like the ninth penalty kick, and I don't ever know how this ends. <laughs> but no, I think I think it's gonna go to penalty shootout. I think both managers are gonna game plan, and they're gonna basically it's gonna be a stalemate. Penalties, and we win in penalties because why not? Chivas never makes it easy. And I I don't know, Rigo might die at the stadium. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> It hasn't hit me yet that I'm going to a final. Um, like today, you know, when I was watching the final, it was, it was, you know, I'm watching a final. Like it felt like really big, but it hasn't hit me that I'm going to be there. And I mean, I do keep picturing like us winning and like going to La Minerva and like celebrating and like how crazy it's going to be. Uh, uh, so it, it's. It's, you know, regard. I think regardless, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, win or lose. Uh, which I'm hoping it's gonna be a win. Yeah, man, we're getting that twelve that twelve title. Buying a jersey on Monday with the, with, the, with twelve stars on it. I need that in which, my life. <laughs> I don't know. Now I don't know which jersey to wear. We made it through La Liga semifinals and finals. And I was wearing the regular season kit. Tonight I wore my 110th anniversary kit, and we tied, although we were winning. So now I don't know which game to wear for the finals. I'm I'm very superstitious when it comes to stuff like that. Um, so I'll have to make a decision on the fly on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, dude. And if if it's not working out, we yeah, take the off switch. the jersey. Just take yeah. off the jersey. <laughs> for shirt, just shirtless. Go with the drunk shirtless look. <laughs> all right so um you guys don't follow the podcast on twitter yet follow it at chivas del norte if you want to follow me on my personal account at underscore dos uno d-o-s-u-n-o flow let them know where they can find you you can find me on twitter at the real flow f-l-o regal you can find me on twitter at r.a r-d-o-t-a-y-e and you can find my writing at fmfstateofmind.com although you probably won't see another article until after the season because i'm not writing while i'm in mexico uh but you all you might see some photography from me i'm trying to get uh 
press pass to the game, so um, I can take some pictures, so you might see that. Alright, yeah, we'll be sure to retweet them, or if you want, you can take over the Chivas and Norte account for that day. Oh, I'll let you guys know. I, um, yeah, when I went to the Classico, I, I, did, I took over the FMF State of Mind account, and uh, I took pictures, I, I put together a whole um, article with just a bunch of pictures from the game, on field, you know, press conferences, stuff like that. So I'm hoping that my press pass gets approved, and uh, I can do the same this time. Alright, cool man. And uh, Cantina MX Pod, just, you know. Come back Holla at us. Let Holla us know if you got that pro club team. We'll wash you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Have a good night, man. Alright, have fun with the game, man. Alright, thank you. Alright. Peace. Alright, later. later.